This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Joe, you're heading to Camp Round, or are you already in Wisconsin? You going tonight or tomorrow? Or? Tomorrow, I'll leave tomorrow, hopefully, after I get my, my long-awaited COVID test returned. Oh, my uh, goodness. I, I'm, look, I know it's going to be fine, but I'll hit the road, and if they call me and surprise me and tell me no, I'll turn around, but I don't really foresee that to be the case. Gotcha. Gotcha. i tell you what, I, I think, uh, you know, I've been listening – to a couple different podcasts here and there. And Stanford Steve and the Bear, no belief at all in Illinois football. And here we are thinking this could be, you know, the best year in a while. Where's where's the confusion? Where's the mix-up? I Look, I've, I've noticed that a lot. Any Big Ten preview you read, it's like, oh, in Illinois, that is also a program in the Big Ten. Let's move forward. And I get it. I mean, it's for, for people who don't, cover the team every day i get it it's an easy position to put illinois last right or somewhere tied for last with northwestern i'm, but, I'm listening to them like like uh, the bear who's really smart he's like betting Rutgers over one and a half because they've got these four winnable games and absolutely they, they can beat lovey's squad he says and and he's he's they believe in well they believe in indiana but only doesn't play indiana uh but northwest they're talking about all these other teams and illinois is just a win on everybody's schedule like who, who did they remind me? It's been so long, so I've gotten to watch them. Who did they lose that's so devastating from a team that went to a bowl game last year? No one. And that's really the disconnect, I think. It, I, I'm surprised by a lot of the national perception. No, I shouldn't even say surprised. Again, I get it. Okay. I understand okay. what this program has been for five years. But uh, just a, any level of a deeper dive, they lost middle linebacker Daley Harding. Okay, yeah. that's, that's tough. Jake Hansen's going to replace him in his fourth year starting. They lost their two running backs. They have, I mean, they have more running backs. I'm not saying it's easy to replace Reggie Corbin and Dre Brown. It's not. But they have guys, Mike Epstein, Chase Brown, Jakari Norwood, guys who can fill in. They bring back four starting offensive linemen with a career 125 combined starts. Wow. And they plug in a four-star at the right guard. So, I mean, you would think that would be a position. They, they did lose. Defensive line is a question mark for me, especially against the Wisconsin team. That makes no secret about running the ball down your throat until, yeah, until they just run the clock out. And I shouldn't even say run the clock out until they just run the score up on you. Yeah, they're really good at running the ball. But that's it. I mean, the, the defensive line was hit hard, running back was hit hard, and they lost a linebacker. But they're bringing back a majority of the back seven, the whole offensive line, for the first time since West Lunt. They have a starting quarterback returning. Yeah, wow. I mean, this this is a team that. Probably overlooked. I mean, the spread to open up against Wisconsin was 23 and a half. That, that's absurd. It really is. I think it's out of 20. Um, still, still a little high to me. I mean, Alex, they were mad. I mean, good. Alex Palchewski said it's an atrocity. It's an absolute atrocity. I mean, it's, again, it, it's easy to say, well, what have they done? One, six, and seven years not going to change the national perception of this program. But uh, any bit of diving in and you know, it's hard. They're I, not going to have those non-conference games. That, I, that I, I, I guess I would rather be this, right, Joey, than than have them be a darling and have everybody picking them. I get basketball. I, no, the, okay, yeah, I like basketball, uh, but but it, the basketball is pretty well deserved because of what they did last year. Oh yeah. No, uh, no. I, I would hate for people to be like, "This is the year Illinois makes a big leap," you know, and then sure. that might be yeah. unnecessary yeah. pressure on a team that has been really bad up until recent. Most yeah, reason. I mean, here's the thing. A lot of these guys are in their third or fourth year starting. I mean, this obviously they were bad. It's hard to be Alex Kalchewski. Think about this. This blows my mind every time I, I think about it. He brings up that 2-10 season quite a bit. 
He was 17 years old starting on the offensive line in the Big Ten. 17 years old. That's unbelievable. Taking a beating. I mean, you learn stuff from that. Nate Hobbs was a freshman starting at cornerback. You learn. Maybe are they going to be more than what? What are they? Eight regular season games. Four and four. Could they be five and three? Maybe. Four and four seems about right. Maybe even four and five. You know, that ninth game. But the the perception that I mean, someone picked Rutgers over Illinois doesn't. It makes it boggles my mind. To be honest with you, I, I don't quite understand that. I don't think any game's an automatic win, but I feel like they're going to win. Two, two to three without without worrying about them being worse than that. Then I feel like they can win another th- two or three. It, it, yeah, is, well, they're not going to beat Ohio State. We know that. No, yeah. Is Wisconsin save, save unwinnable? This clip, save this clip. If on November 28th they beat Ohio State, you can play this over and over until. Yeah. But that's tough. I mean, or do Ohio State's going to do that? But, I mean, you look, you look, at, you look at, when you're trying to guess a record, you look at games, there's, there's no way you're going to pick them to beat this team. Um there's there's probably a few games. There's no way you're going to pick them to lose to this this game or this game. Those don't always come out, but you're trying to pick a record. I look at them. Is Wisconsin unwinnable? No, Wisconsin's on. Their quarterback is a redshirt freshman in his first career start. I, now, okay, he's a four star kid who's the 65 ranked player in the country coming out of high school. He's awfully good, but they've got to adjust. They lost Jonathan Taylor, who's I think you know he was a 6,000 yard rusher in his career, and yeah. he's running well for the Colts. He's a really good back. And they just won last year with effectively the same team. What What is uh, the best possible record in your mind that is possible? Six and two? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Ohio State, they're not going to win. What's the other crossover game that I'm missing here in the East? I'm terrible at knowing what division's what. Rutgers, uh, right? Is that Rutgers? Oh, yeah, Rutgers. Okay, so yeah, yeah. So, the, I mean, the rest of the Big Ten West, it's, Minnesota, I think, is going to be pretty good. We'll learn a lot about Minnesota in the Michigan game this week. Sure, yeah. And Iowa's Iowa. And Wisconsin's Wisconsin. I can see – I, do I think they're going to win all three of those games? No. So that, that probably puts it closer to 6-2, and two, I think, would be the best-case scenario. If you rank their games, the toughest game is Ohio State. That They do get them in Champaign. The second toughest game is Wisconsin, probably not only because of their rank, but because it's a road game. But after that, you go Minnesota, like you said, Minnesota, Iowa – um, I don't know, is Purdue or Nebraska Northwestern? Who's the best team out of those three? Probably Purdue because they've got the probably they might have the best wide receiver group that, absolutely. outside of anyone on Ohio State. That's what I would have said, but you knew more than me. So the next three toughest games are all home games. And but we got to ask ourselves too, Eric: do, do home and away matter this year? Wisconsin is going to have literally nobody. There's going to be no more than. 500 total people on Camp Randall tomorrow night. It doesn't now, It doesn't matter in the game, but I do think traveling and having to do all yeah. the things you're going to have to do COVID-wise for a college mm-hmm. kid will affect them a little bit more than a pro athlete. I don't think it's yeah. affecting pro yeah. football at all. I don't, I don't think it matters at all where you play. Lambeau's not near as intimidating unless until we get down to zero-degree temperatures. Um, sure. But, but the, it, it is, the Raiders, of course, are in a new home anyway. But I mean, I, right. I don't the, think it, the fact of the matter is you got to pack up and they're taking a bus. They're not flying. They're taking a bus yeah. to Camp Randall. That's, I mean, that, that's annoying. But yeah, but I like being the dog in that hotel. scenario than the favorite. I'd I'd love to be the dog on the road now, and they'll be the dog yeah. at Northwestern. They'll be the dog at Nebraska. Yeah, it's, it's we'll it's see. Going to be interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's but you know what? It's one of those that this team. And look, I've only, I'm not tougher here. I've only done this. This is my third year going into it. But this is a but you know this team. You know this team. Yeah. And the way that they're talking going into this, 
like they were confident last year. I remember talking to Reggie Corbin at the Smith Center, and, and he was really confident. And it, it was fine. They had a fine year for Illinois, especially for Illinois football standards to go to a bowl game and back up in the streets if you're a fan, right? Yeah. But th- this year they're really – they're not walking out and saying, you know what, we're going to win and it is going to be unapologetic. They're not saying that, but the, the way that they're talking, their tone, the phrases, they're, they're confident. I mean, Nate said – Nate Hobbs, the guy who's going into his fourth year starting at corner, said, listen, we're, we're not the nail anymore. Yeah, so we're we're not that same old Illinois team. We're the hammer. I mean, that, that's who we are now. We've grown effectively. They've grown up, and they have. So we'll see. I mean, this is it's really truly hard for me to get a total gauge without seeing training camp. I and mean, that again, I, I, you can't glean a ton of like, oh boy, they're they're really really good. You can see positional stuff. Yeah, but it does help to see. But I, I, I get the national perception. I don't agree with it. What should we expect out of Luke Ford after a year off? <laughs> it's a good question. I mean, it's just they haven't had a kid like him. He's he's going to pop you in the mouth on the line. We should be pretty jacked gonna, up. <laughs> yeah, and, and he's probably going to jump over you in the end zone. He's a, he's a heck of an athlete. And it's not just him at tight end. Yeah, He has Daniel Barker, who had a nice year. And then Daniel Imaterbebe, who was good at you. He was a favorite target of Sam Darnold in college. Injuries kept him out the last two years. He's in Champaign. So it's not like everyone can say, oh, well, we got to focus on Luke because you've got the other two tight ends, however they use them, and then the weapons at wide receiver. But Luke's a different dimension, and I'm really – he's somebody I'm really, really interested to see because it's been so long since that, that kid's been out there and playing football. It's probably This answer's probably going to be a wide receiver or a tight end, but tell me a, a weapon. Maybe it's a running back, but a weapon that's going to start to emerge here in the first couple of weeks that we maybe we don't know as much about yet. Is there a freshman or is there a – Good. I would say Chase Brown. He, he's okay. Sydney Brown, the safety's twin brother, oh. transferred from Western Michigan, preserved the red shirt last year. He's going to get the handoff. I mean, there's no he, – he's firmly in that one-two punch, and Jakari Nord would be the three. Nice. They, they seem pretty high on him. So he – I would say he's somebody that he could – especially when you have to consider Mike Epstein's health. I mean, if Mike Epstein's healthy all year, then – Look out! He's been really good when he's been on the field. Sure, this just hasn't been the case. And Chase, Chase Brown is somebody I would say would, would probably fit into that category. Defense, you got a couple guys that we should watch tomorrow night. Roger Perry, I'm really interested in Roger Perry. He's a graduate transfer, defensive tackle from South Carolina State. Cool. He was an FCS All American. He's on, you know, he's one of the top 40 defensive tackles on most NFL draft boards. He's it wasn't necessarily his intent to leave South Carolina State. They mm. postponed, the conference postponed, and his coaches said, listen, your best bet's not here. you got to get somewhere. you got to play. Get out of here. You can't yeah. sit out a year. We, we're going to hate to lose you. And he, he, that, that was a school that gave him a chance. Everybody, you know, he was really lightly recruited. They gave him a chance. He played really well. But he understood that was what, what he had to do. Yeah, he's going to be an NFL player, though. Yeah, yeah, he is. And, and the two schools who it came down to, this will tell you what you need to know. He picked Illinois. Uh, he said he could have flipped a corner between Illinois and Florida. Wow. If, you, mm. if Illinois is beating out Florida for a kid, and it's because Lovey picked up the phone and call him, called yeah. him is what he told us. So he's a guy that I, I'm really, really interested in watching because he could – that defensive line got hit hard by graduation. And with Wally Batiku going to the NFL – and Ayo Shagbanyo, the other end, stepping away for personal reasons. They desperately need that next group of guys to come up, and Roger Perry could be him. I'm also interested in true freshman Johnny Newton, defensive tackle. 
it took me a little bit to, you know, they're not at the point where you got to put the freshman in all the time anymore, right? I mean, that's, that's kind of over. But Lovey mentioned him a couple times unprompted during training camp, and I thought, yeah. this is a little strange. And he's, they flipped him from Maryland to get him as a commit. He, the, the kid's so interesting. I, obviously, you can imagine he's a big enough body if I think he's, you know, if he's expected or I think maybe he will be playing time at defensive tackle in the Big Ten. This dude was a running back in high school. Wow. It's just a different type of body. Mm. He's somebody that's interesting. Marquez Beeson in, in the back. I mean, he, he's the highest-rated recruit Levy's ever got. He's the highest-rated recruit in Champaign in some time. He missed last season with an ACL injury. He's back. and I, I think he, he, he looked really, really good in training camp last year before he got hurt, which was only a couple of days. So it's not like you know we have a full body of work on the kid. Yeah. So he, he's somebody. And then Devin Witherspoon. He's a kid who came into camp late, another cornerback, he was late to camp, didn't really get going for a couple of days, really, really thin. I mean, just unbelievably thin. But he played in all 13 games, and he started a handful of them. And Nate Hobbs said, listen, when I'm gone, I think this is the next All-Big Ten kid. Hmm. So he, he's somebody to watch for. So I, Yeah, it's, there's some guys out there now. It's not like it's the same old, you know, oh, boy, who's going who's gonna to be out there? And there's no quarterback questions, which is a huge step forward for this Illinois football team. Sure. Be interesting. Yeah, Brandon Peters' job. It's you're, you're comfortable there. By the way, who is the backup? Just wondering if do is it Isaiah Williams? Well, uh, a couple weeks ago, Lovey said it was Matt Robinson, and then Rod said on Monday, Rod Smith, the offensive coordinator, said, "Well, it you know I'm going to let it play out. I wouldn't. There's no red shirt to preserve for Isaiah Williams anymore. He's bulked up. He knew he had to. He's still just electric. So you got to wonder: is there going to be a spot where they try to get a package in for him, try to let him get out there and be explosive in the open field. I wouldn't fall out of my chair. There's nothing, there's really nothing to lose. It's a free year anyway, and he's already used his red shirt. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I forgot he's already been there a year. So so why not get him on the field every game for a couple series? They played him at slot receiver in the Red Box Bowl, purely out of necessity, I think. I mean, I don't think that mm-hmm. obviously didn't preempt any position switch if he's still a quarterback. I mean, that's just the kind of explosiveness that he can give. And the more speed you have, the more explosiveness you have, Rod Smith will, will run through the streets for it. Only because I watch him play against Eisenhower. Has Lovey ever mentioned Corin Taylor? Is he quite he's a ways a down? Four, he's a four-string quarterback. Gotcha. Uh, I, I, think it's, I think it's really kind of he's, – he's pretty low on the depth chart. But he, he'd be behind Isaiah and Matt, however those two truly shake out. Hmm. Yeah, we watch him. We watch him put up ninety-eight or ninety-six. I, I remember I was covering. That was the year Moreau Forsyth went to state, so I was covering Deer Creek Mackinac, ah. and that was on. It was, I think it must have been the day after. They were in just this unbelievable yeah, the, shootout. It was definitely Chicago a Friday Oak. game. Yeah, we went up for a Friday game, week two of the, yep. of the postseason in Peoria yep, so Stadium. I, so I saw that score, and I was like, oh, my God, we're not going to see anything close to that. And then Deer Creek Mackinac and Chicago Hope That's right. the next year went pretty close. I'm like, or the next day, rather, I'm like, oh, my goodness, what is going on here? Yeah. And that's well, before I had even really paid attention to anything in Decatur. And next thing I knew, I'm on the phone with Joseph trying to figure out a state championship for you. Yeah, there you go. Fun stuff. So what you got a pick for the game? I don't know if Tupper, uh, I don't know if you normally – I don't know if Tupper would pick, make picks when he was going to cover it. but I think Wisconsin's going to win just because it's – this reminds me a little bit, and you'll, maybe you'll disagree with me, but I, do you remember last year? And this is this probably isn't even the best comparison, but I don't care. I'm halfway through the story. Last year, <laughs> Central A&M 
went to Tuscola, and we thought, boy, this A&M team's pretty good, but they got to do it. So you think, and that was the point where I, I think on your radio show, Eric, I said, oh, it's going to be, it's going to be Tuscola until A&M proves it, because it's always been yeah. Tuscola. Yeah, I think I said and the same A&M, thing. A&M went in there, and they beat the doors off of them, and I remember Connor Heaton's mom said, I thought Tuscola was supposed to win this. I said, mm. oh, that's all right here. You got me. <laughs> now, look, Illinois is not going to beat the doors off of Wisconsin, but it kind of gives me that same feeling where it's like, you can see it, you know, I, I can draw a path to get to an Illinois win, but this is still Wisconsin, still the 14th team yeah. in the country. You've so, got to prove it. So I feel like it's either 33-32 Illinois or 42-7 Wisconsin. You know, I'm like, I'm so, like, I think if it starts to go downhill, I could see it going way downhill. Um, yeah, I can too. And you got, then you got to wonder how mad is, West, I mean, they're not really selling this up in, in Madison, but are, are they mad about last year? They got to be. They came in the number six ranked team of the country. And I'm sure all they've heard about for a year is, sure. oh, you lost Illinois in Champaign. And yeah. how much is that going to play? But a true freshman quarterback, a, a really, a, or not a true freshman, I'm sorry, a redshirt freshman in his first career start is a wild card for me because you just don't know. He's got all the talent I, in the world. I got, I got a good feeling, and but usually that's a horrible thing for my team. <laughs> you got hey, one of those feelings. Maybe it'll be a really good day. Let me ask you: Do you like it that they're kicking off on Friday night in prime time, or do you, do you like that traditional eleven a.m. slot on Saturday? Oh, give me give me a Friday night game every week. Now that I don't have anything to do. Right? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I remember seeing the Illinois State that was supposed to be a Friday night game, and I thought, no, no, I, I've got stuff to do on Friday. I don't want to be sleepwalking through an eleven o'clock game if I can watch this game tomorrow night. This is going to be fun. I think I'm, I've been looking forward to it since I. Realize they scheduled it on on a Friday night, so it's yeah. going to be. They've been the, they've been the opener since this thing started. It was supposed to open against uh, Illinois State. Now that wasn't going to be the first college football game, but they were supposed to be the first college football game against Ohio State on September third hmm. before everything got postponed. So I I don't know what Illinois did to get this first game to kick off the season all these times, but here they are. Yeah, we'll take it. And then they host Purdue next week and host Minnesota. And I mean. It's not impossible if you if you if you if you get a spark, you go to Rutgers. You know, you can go on a little bit of a run here, but of course they they can't look at it as a run. It's it's got to be every day, every day. You know, putting in the day of work. I uh, think one it, of the things that that gets me, Eric, is Brandon Peters. I mean, the, the kid just when we talk to him, like his tone never changes. I mean, yeah. you you could make it a you could make him as mad in the world, as mad as you could. And I, I don't know that his tone would change. I don't even know if he gets mad. He's such a laid back kid. Yeah. But even, you know, people talk about in that Michigan State game, he just did not waver when, and obviously let him back. So he, I mean, if you have a quarterback, like how far does that take you? I guess is the question. I mean, now if your guy is not getting rattled, it's, that's another variable. There's so much. I'm going in knowing a decent amount about this team, but there's so much I feel like I don't really know because I haven't seen them playing. 10 months. Yeah. Joey, good talking to you. We're running out of time. I appreciate it, guys. Have a good one. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.